Chapter 2, Get Over It and Move On. 1 Samuel, chapter 16, verse 1. And the Lord said unto Samuel, How long wilt thou mourn for Saul, seeing I have rejected him from reigning over Israel? Fill thine horn with oil, and go. I will send thee to, the, to Jesse, the Bethlehemite, for I have provided me a king among his sons. What a springboard to launch from for this second chapter. God is in the hunt, looking for someone to represent him as king for his nation. Samuel was really having a hard time with the rejection of Saul. I failed to mention in the last chapter the story of Saul and the children of Israel were filled with firsts. Samuel was the first prophet for the nation. Saul selected as the first king. Saul was the first king rejected by God. First time Saul tried to have his son Jonathan killed. We also have seen Samuel's first failure as a prophet. Well, that's the way it seemed to, to him, but God's view was completely different. Looking through God's eyes. God saw this as an opportunity to start over and find the right person who truly had his heart and his mind. We should strive to cultivate this godly characteristic in our lives. More often than not, believers are too soft and weak when it comes to matters of discipline. Those who operate by the world's standards view this type of attitude as cutthroat and cold-hearted, but in reality what God did in Saul's case was not cutthroat at all. It is my prayer that more believers would develop more backbone and begin to confront some of the junk and garbage that is going on in our society today. God's actions were part of his divine healing process for Israel. Also, Samuel came to realize unpleasant situations will arise in our lives when we make wrong choices. And God, just as God told him, Samuel, get over it and move on. We must maintain our focus even as God maintained his. Saul's wrong choices did not set uh, sidetrack God from his ultimate goal, which was taking care and providing for his children, the nation of Israel. God determined that Israel was going to have a leader after his own heart. God gave Saul and the children of Israel every opportunity to do the right thing, but Saul and his followers had to have it their way. Saul was a rotten seed from the beginning. The people wanted him as king, not God. God spoke through Samuel, trying to dissuade them, but to no avail. 1 Samuel chapter 8, verse 19. Nevertheless, the people refused to obey the voice of Samuel, and they said, Nay, but we will have a king over us. The children of Israel wanted to be like the other nations, and trying to be someone you are not always leads to disaster. That's why it is so important for you to be the best God called you to be. Don't try to be someone else. Always strive to be a first-class you. God made only one of you, and that means you and only you can achieve what God has planned for your life. God said, follow my lead. God told Samuel to get over it and move on. I have rejected Saul. I've forgotten about him. Why can't you? Samuel finally gets his act together and decided that God knew best, 
Then he asked God for help. If God has given you a task to do, you will always have those who want to see you fail. Opposition will always rear its ugly head, and Samuel had his fair share of it. 1 Samuel chapter 16, verse 2 and 3. And Samuel said, How can I go? If Saul hears it, he will kill me. And the Lord said, Take an heifer with thee, and say, I am come to sacrifice to the Lord, and call Jesse to, to the sacrifice, and I will show thee what thou shalt do, and thou shalt anoint unto me whom I name unto thee. It is not a sin to say you are afraid or that you don't have what it takes to handle the task. God is not looking for a kamikaze pilot, but he is looking for someone who is honest with him. He's looking for someone who is willing to hear his voice and through the act of obedience go forward and do as he commands. What I am about to say may be hard to swallow, but the reality is this. God may call on you to sacrifice your life for the sake of Christ and the gospel. Even though this is highly unlikely, it may happen. There are stories of missionaries who heard the call of God to go to a remote area of the world to share the gospel, and it cost them their lives. Yet God used their deaths to promote his gospel and win the loss to Jesus Christ. God gave his best. Frankly speaking, God has not asked anyone or anything from us that he did not do of himself. His only son, Jesus Christ, came into a world that hated him. And, he, and we know the story of how Jesus died. But that's not the end of the story. On the third day, Jesus rose from the dead, bringing salvation and deliverance to all that believe in him. God used the tragedy of his own son's death to bring you and I to a place of peace and reconciliation with him. God didn't have to do it this, do this. He could have started all over, just said, I'm going to create a whole new world. But John 3.16 says, God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten Son, that whosoever believes in him shall not perish but have everlasting life. If God were ever to call you or I to give our lives for the cause of Christ, I believe he would supernaturally prepare us for such an event. God is real, and his word is real. He will never leave us, nor will he forsake us. Everyone wants the blessings of God, but they don't want to experience the challenges of life that come along with them. You and I will pay a price for success and freedom. God paid the ultimate price for our sal salvation when his only son died for our sins on the cross of Calvary. God does not respond to us by rubbing a rabbit's foot or repeating some mantra. He looks for holiness, and the only way we can become holy is by receiving Christ into our hearts. Jesus' blood was shed for you and I. His death and resurrection has freed us from the chains of sin and death. God so loved you that he gave Jesus his best for you. Learn of him and receive him today. I'm only human. Samuel's concern about Saul was a real one. Saul, at this point, was capable of anything, and murder was right at the top of his list. Remember, Saul was willing to kill his son because of his, Saul's, poor judgment and leadership skills. Saul had lost it. 
he was no longer thinking like a rational man. When a person fails or falls out of the will of God, they are subject to the powers of Satan. Then Satan will manipulate that individual and they will become his puppet on a string. This is the choice Saul made, and this same choice stares us in the face every day we live. Whose side are you on, God's or Satan's? Saul made his decision. He cast his vote for the devil, and the spirit of darkness engulfed his soul. Samuel, on the other hand, chose to trust God. One choice. One chose life, the other chose death. Whose side are you on? If you want the blessings of God to overtake you in your household, choose to be on the Lord's side. Choose to walk in obedience to His Word and His promises. They are, listen, are yours to claim. Choose to walk in obedience to His Word and God's promises are yours and mine's to claim. Samuel is giving us a great lesson on doing and being in the will of God. After Samuel got over Saul's failure, he realized that God was the one in charge and all he had to do was go along with his plan. There's no other place I would rather be than walking in harmony with God. God is never, nor will he ever, relinquish control of his universe to anyone or anything, and since we are living in it, then he will never let go of you and I. Yielding to God's Yielding to God brings godly results. 1 Samuel chapter 16, verse 4 and 5. And Samuel did that which was right and what the Lord spoke, and came to Bethlehem. And the elders of the town trembled at his coming and said, Comest thou peaceably? And he said, Peaceably. I am come to sacrifice unto the Lord. Sanctify yourselves and come with me to a sacrifice, to the sacrifice. And he sanctified Jesse and his sons and called them to the sacrifice. Finally, Samuel got his feelings out of the way, and in doing so, he was able to obtain a lifestyle of total victory and obedience and abundance. As we follow Samuel throughout his life, we can see him walking in obedience. He was hearing a direct and clear word from God, and God's presence never left him. What he had promised Samuel did come to pass. Samuel was able to move on with his life in ministry because he got over what seemed to be an absolute failure in his life. Samuel learned that he was just the messenger and he was not responsible for what happened after he gave what thus saith the Lord. Did you hear that? You and I are not responsible for the results of a thing if we do it God's way. If we are obeying God, if we are doing His will, if the thing fails and or falls apart, it is on God, not on us. The bottom line is this. If you want and are expecting God to send a blessing your way, then realize that God is in charge. This is His world, and He controls it all. We should just become willing participants in the Master plan. When He speaks, we must move without hesitation and with definite of purpose. And the outcome will always glorify Him and bring to us victory.